Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hi, Dad. Hi, Stevie. Oh, what have we got to talk about today? Something very exciting. Yes. The Johannes Vermeer's Girl with a Pearl Earring. Yep. That's not actually a pearl. It absolutely isn't. No. <laughs> no. We, never, we, we don't know exactly what it is. Um, on the uh, write-up that I saw, um, it said it, it, they, they didn't think it would be a pearl. I mean, it's a long while ago, Steve, and and uh, he didn't keep notes. <laughs> so it's only people's, you know, views and other artists have looked at it and um, they've said, but it's a bit too big. It's a bit too big for a pearl. It's bit, it doesn't look. Yes. And it doesn't look, it looks more metallic, doesn't it? Yeah. Because when I looked at it, I thought that's weird. But what Vermeer's done very cleverly, and I reproduced it on that, I didn't make it. I did almost an exact copy of what he's done, uh, although I put more chain between the ear and the, uh, the pearl. Pearl, yes. <laughs> um, he didn't have hardly anything at all. He just pulled a couple of little strokes, but I made it a little bit more of that. So, um, uh, but apart from that, I did try to emulate what was on paper because i thought i can't make it a pearl that would be wrong to do that because it's not one and i've been and and most people looked at it uh it it looks a little bit like a a metallic disc that's what it looks like yeah so i I have to say um i wasn't going to question it and it doesn't really matter i mean the whole idea of the picture is to produce just a beautiful picture yeah all round and I think people have tried to analyse it, and I think it's wrong to do that. You know, say people I've showed that to have been gobsmacked. You know, when you see it in real life, I mean, it's great reproductions that we've got on uh, all the platforms that we've done is are great. But if you see it in real life, there's something very magical about it. Mm. And uh, those who have seen it, my friends and um, people i know have seen that picture have really been bowled over by it and you it's it's always the same isn't it with original work steve you know if you see an original picture there's something about that picture it's it like has a presence uh, even the pictures that i used to when i went to the london to see recent exhibitions up there they are mesmerizing you look at them and they kind of capture you there's something about an original picture that you're looking at just does wonderful. Anyway, it, but it's come very, it's come over very well on the uh, on the platforms that we've shown it. Yeah. What other than the fact that it's an incredible, very well known picture? Was it an obvious choice for you when you decided to do that picture? Well, as you know, it, it's part of the. Uh, range of pictures that I wanted to reproduce. I mean, the whole idea of this was to demonstrate how good the pastel pencils were in reproducing old masters. And I know myself, I mean, I'm going to have that framed without any shadow of a doubt. It's going on my wall, that picture. And I think people will want to do that. They want to do it themselves. They want to do a picture that they can perhaps hang or give away as a present. But the whole idea of it was to show how good the pastel pencils are at reproducing uh, these masterpieces so when I saw it first saw it I was a little hesitant because it's such a well-known picture 
next to the Mona Lisa probably is the most well-known picture around. Um, it, you know, it, it's been a book, it's been a film, it's been widely publicised. And it's been around for a long time. So I think that uh, I was a little hesitant in doing it. But you know me, I, you know, if I think I would like to do something, I usually do do it. I don't hesitate. And I didn't hesitate with that because I thought, if nothing else, it's going to show people how, uh, one, how the pencils work and also how portraits work, you know, because they can adapt it to the skin tones and the eyes and so on to their own work. Well, how did you approach this picture then knowing, did you feel any pressure? I know that you say you can just scrap the filming if it doesn't go very well or or anything like Mm. that, but Mm. did you feel any pressure as you were reproducing this picture? No, no, no. no. I've done so many pictures now and it wasn't the first, it was, well, I, I think we've done about 20, 21 of these pictures altogether, although you've only seen half a dozen. And it wasn't one of the first. It was sort of somewhere in the middle. So I'd already had quite a lot of experience of, of reproducing these pictures. I was quite confident. Mm. And the fact that we've now got uh, an added range of pencils, which helps, because I can get colours that uh, at one time I would have to compromise with. I don't have to do any more. Mm. And... I think that the um, the picture itself, I got lost in it as I started it because I don't work solid at it. I, I do uh, a couple of hours, top whack usually. Unless I'm towards finishing, then I probably do a little more. So I kind of do it, then put it to bed and okay. And then I come back again and do another couple of hours or perhaps another hour. I chip away at it. So I find it, kind of a very therapeutic thing to do and I do all my artworks like that so I never really no I never never hesitate if I'm doing it I do it and I amaze myself sometimes when I finish it and I look at it think blimey did I really do that it's the it, it's well people can see it I don't have to tell them they're, they're going to be watching it Mm. and see how I produce it. And also, of course, um, I'm talking all the time doing it as well. It is another it's another kind of distraction for me because I'm having to find words to describe what I'm doing. And I really enjoy that process because then it kind of, it gels better. And I think also the pressure is perhaps a good thing, not a bad thing. When I'm not uh, videoing uh, and I'm doing something else, which is rare, but if I were, I don't have that same uh, intensity. When I'm videoing, it's, it's got to be right. You, know, you, you put yourself into a position where uh, it draws out of you. The adrenaline flows and you're thinking, I, I, I can't make a mistake here because you can't. I can't halfway through that eye. I couldn't make a mistake. Because if I did, I couldn't. I wouldn't do it again. I couldn't rub it out, and I certainly wouldn't start it again. So there is quite quite a lot of pressure, but I enjoy that. I, 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 I would say I probably revel in it. Interesting. Okay. Now, what areas? Talking about the eyes and things, that the eyes really stand out for me. Were they challenge or challenging, or were there other parts of the pictures that you came up and you thought, "Oh, this is going to challenge me." Um, Right. Well, if we go, 
the skin tones were no problem. I always find the nose a little challenging, especially that particular nose, because we had a lighting which was hitting the, the shadow was facing us. And that's sometimes hard <laughs> when you've got a shadow facing you. If, if it had been the other way around, you'd had the, the, the shadow on the backside of the nose. It would have been um, not quite so scary. And, and, of course, nearly half of the face was also in shadow. Another thing, uh, which is hard. A very, very obvious thing to mess up if you do oh, mess it up. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. But, I, see, I don't, think, I don't think like that, Steve. I, I just do it. And we know that the pastel pencils are so um, good at being able to give you just what you want especially now, as I say, with the increased range. So, though that didn't have a problem, I think probably if I was going to say anything at all, the blue turban was a little bit scary because that was such a bright colour. I think, wow. I I'm not sure I would have done it. If I'd have done that picture, I'd have made a change that. I thought, no, put something else on, love. <laughs> <laughs> Too difficult. That's a little bit bright. <laughs> but... Um, but, of course, it came off. And that's what hits you when you look at the picture. So whilst I would say that, on uh, Vermeer probably told her to get the, you know, get that one because if you put that on, that will really stand out in the picture. Yeah, no, so there you are. <laughs> that's the, and, and the clothes generally I find perhaps a little challenging. Mm. But, but, again, I think that that picture was made by doing the blue and blue in the contrast with the ochre and the um, headdress, it made it. And when I've looked back on that now, uh, I wouldn't have done it any other way. That is absolutely stunning. Mm. It, it pushes you all the time. You're being pushed mm. into uh, coming up with the goods. After all, I've done the face, I've done you know all the important bits, and now I've got these uh, secondary things, if you... I don't call it that, but if you say that once you've got that done, you're okay. But you're not with that one. And, of course, the background. I was going to talk about the background because you oh. just did that slightly and, and it really makes the subject, brings the subject forward in what you chose to do. Well, originally, Steve, from what I understand, and I really don't know where they got this from because this is uh, 1765, was it? Anyway, it's a long while ago. It was, I think it was six, 16, I think, 1600s. It was a long while ago. So where they got the idea that this wasn't blue originally, it was a green. Now, I haven't seen, of course, the originals in uh, Netherlands. It's uh, in an exhibition uh, museum up there of art. But I'd like to see the original to see whether or not there is any hint of the green background because it certainly doesn't come out anywhere on any of the pictures I've seen or reproductions I've seen. It's supposed to be a green background. To be honest, I think the blue looks better anyway. And I used, again, I used the the midnight blue. 157. Color, 157. Yeah. Oh, by golly, I couldn't do without that now. That's such a wonderful colour. And all the ranges we've got, you know, I mean, we've got four now, different makes of pastel pencil. It's the only one that's got that colour in favour so it's something it's unique and it certainly made the difference to that picture it uh, as it did with the, the picture of Marilyn that I did that, that was 157 again so I tend to reach for that if I've got something it's a dramatic intense. oh it's a, and the, and the dramatic when you see it on the 
uh, on the video and you look at the contrast between the skin, you, you wouldn't think that would work, but it does. Mm. And uh, probably because we've got grey in the skin as well. I put grey colour in the skin as well, so it, it does work. But it really, oh, when you when you finish that one uh, off, it was um, really, really pleasing to do. So that was a conscious, you, you said, when I get to the background, you were like, I'm going to, you knew that you were going to do 157. Oh, yes, yes. Well, I, I, I did the Victorian Lady just before Christmas when we, uh, we released that. That was, one four, that was 157 and there, together with other um, reds and other colours. Mm. So I'd done it, and I'd done it with Marilyn a couple of years ago. So I, I'd already You're I confident worked that, that out beforehand. Yeah. And I was confident, you see, once you get to that, which... I know we, we know people have a lot of problems with backgrounds, and when you've got something like that, you think, well, shall I put that on? Gosh, yeah, that is enough. But I know it works. Yeah. So I was quite confident with that one, and I, I do love them anyway. So it's, it, it was not really a chore to do it. Dark grey pastel mat was your choice of paper. Oh uh, yes, I think it, it, it. I usually reach for that now if I'm using that those sort of colours. It tends to. There's something magical about when you finish it. You can it seems to represent the image of the wonderful works of art so well. They seem to represent the foundation. It's like a foundation, which it, of course it is, but it, that foundation color. So it forces you into working your light colors and your tones into that. Uh, it's hard when you start off doing it because when you start putting the light colours on, you can see that background coming through all the time. So you've got to you've got to make sure that you get enough colour on it to disguise it or take that away. But it's this is what why pastel mats are good. I don't think it would have worked so well if I'd used a green or a blue because you could look at that and think, why didn't you use a blue background? Because a dark blue background would have helped me, wouldn't it? Blue only? paper. On paper, yeah. 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 Uh, but I don't think it was worked as well. Sometimes you've got to put that colour on. And you've also got those um, very light skin tones as yeah. well. Yes. And, and the other thing, it was dark grey is a neutral colour. It's not... I love neutral colours. I don't like... I don't like colours, you know, greens and blues and browns because they tend to be uh, interfere mm. with the background. So a but you have gray. used, but you have chosen on some pictures to use them. I'd, I've, I'd, I've done a, well, I, I shouldn't talk about it now because you haven't seen them yet, but there are some pictures I've done on dark green, which work really well. Is that because that helps the background because the background uh, you've chosen? I don't know. I don't, I, I think it's just general. I, I don't know why I do that. You know, I, I really got to work that out if I can. <laughs> why I choose when I look at the picture and I want to do this picture, it, it kind of clicks. It's a, Oh, I'll do that on a so-and-so. And I've always been right so far that that is, that's always worked out. Got to try and when I don't know why it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's like an instinctive thing. I I, I look at the colour and I think that's going to work, and it does. Mm. So there you are. It's it's, it's great fun though. Um, I thoroughly enjoy uh, that process. It's it's all part of the the process of um, of putting something together. So when people um, people are going to try this, they're going to attempt it. 
We, yes, they yes. are. It wasn't what, my intention, but they are going to. What um, <laughs> would you suggest to people going into this? What would your advice be for them? Well, one of the things that uh, I would certainly recommend people do is to use the line drawing. We're giving them a line drawing. Use that line drawing. Don't try to freehand. If you want to, you could square draw it. In other words, you could get the uh, original picture um, of ours, our reference picture, and square draw that. But that is so important. I've seen a few not very good, to be honest, uh, reproductions of Girl with the Pearl Earring. And you can see that the proportioning is wrong. Eyes are slightly wrong or the nose isn't quite right. If you want to reproduce that, as I've done it, you've got to use really either our line drawing or square drawing to make sure that you get the accuracy. Because that, as we know, is only the beginning. And if you're going to use the same colour paper, which is dark grey, you haven't got any choice but to use the white trace down as an outline. But again, I would suggest once you've done that, once you've got your outline in, and it can only be an outline, draw over it like I've done. I've gone over that and I've redrawn it using uh, grey pastel. I think I'd use grey pastel rather than white pastel on it. And that starts the, the process, really, of you actually understanding the shapes and the contours and and uh, I wouldn't overdo it you don't you can't overdo it but just enough because as soon as you start putting the color on you lose that you lose it straight away so by that drawing process you've got an idea of what you're doing because you've already done it once you see what I mean gone over the edges and gone over and put your own take on it then once you start drawing or adding the pastel as I say it's all covered up then you can't see anything anymore but you've still got that image in your head, so you can still work it. And you're looking at my reference pictures too. And use my reference pictures. Uh, don't use uh, any, another reference picture. And then choose your colours wisely. We haven't given you the colours, and the reason we don't do that is I can't. I've no idea how many I used and what I used. I mean, I could guess, but uh, the idea is is to use your own use your own. Uh, idea i mean we've got a lot more colors now anyway so you've got lots of choices and uh, people have done now we know that we've seen quite a few of the pictures that have already been done of the other demonstrations and they've turned up really well hmm. so yes do have a go at it yeah okay great thanks dad that's provi- provided a real good insight into why you chose that picture and mm. and the processes that you went through to do it i think these are always really interesting insightful episodes mm. so um we'll have another one released i mean i know that was meant to be may but now we've brought <laughs> that forward we had a lovely collaboration with um the artist taylor waters who's uh, released a, a great song which i love called little sister and we uh, were contacted by their marketing team and and taylor Taylor Waters as well. Yeah, has uh, got, got in touch saying she loved it too. So yeah, so we wanted to collaborate with them, and especially for International Women's Day or International Women's Month, we thought it was the perfect picture to collaborate with. Mm. On. And oh I yes, think it's, I think it, it marries beautifully the song and the picture and the um, the time lapse that we done. So do check that out, and we'll have uh, another demonstration soon, 
we'll aim for a few months, but you never know what's going to happen. No, 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 you don't. <laughs> not, not with us, you don't. <laughs> and um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.